everyone. I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me from a very social distance is huh. Ariel. Hey. Matilda. Hey there. Jody. Hello. And Sarah. Hi. All right, y'all. How's everybody holding up in isolation? <laughs> I'm not isolated. Yeah. I'm still working. I'm considered essential staff. Oh, yeah. that's right. How's that going? I don't think I'm considered essential, but I'm still working. Yeah. 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 My best friend, Kate, uh, before all this started, her and her boyfriend went on their yearly trip to the Philippines. Ooh. And she has been stuck there ever since because um, she was in Manila when they shut down Manila and she wasn't, oh, they weren't shit. like allowed to go home. So today they're supposed to be allowed to get on an airplane like in a couple hours, and I'm just praying that actually happens. Oof. But also being on an airplane is so yeah, exactly. Scary. Southwest sends me emails every day assuring me it's safe, but I'm not sure I put like I'm considering the source saying you could get a a ticket from L.A. to New York for 150 bucks if you apply for the Southwest credit card. Yeah, mm. I mean, I every day I get forty nine dollar deals. Yeah. Yep. Wow. They're like, extended sale, $49. I was like, wait, nope. is that to Hawaii? Maybe I will risk it. <laughs> <laughs> Are they for so 2021? Because no. then I might be interested. But right. Anyway. <laughs> We're all pretty much as much quarantine as we, we can stand. What are you guys doing to sort of stay sane and have fun? I did some yoga via Zoom yesterday. That was pretty fun. Awesome. Mm -hmm. We had dance rehearsal by Zoom yesterday. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I'm knitting my ass off. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know what, if other people are crafting. Yeah. Oh, you said you had a naked story. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, give us an update from the nakedest neighborhood in the North Pacific. Okay, so first, before I get into the naked story that happened earlier this week, I have to tell you that I had to unexpectedly fly back from California to Portland. And I got on the last flight of the night. And I'm starting to feel like just like weird things happen to me. And maybe it's like I'm a weird magnet. For you are Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> that is how I describe you to other people when I tell an aerial story. I'm like, first, let me just set the stakes for you. She is Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> oh, my God. So I got on the last flight of the night and it was fully booked. And I got stuck in the middle seat next to oh. some like six foot five dude whose shoulders took up like half of my seat. And then this woman sitting next to me was just, like, typing the whole time. But you know how some people type with their elbows sticking out? So she just kept, oh, like, elbowing no. me, right? And then she gets Is that, up... like, text spreading? <laughs> she, um, she gets up to use the bathroom, and she asks if she can put her laptop onto my uh, tray table. And I was like, sure. So she puts her laptop there, but she doesn't close the lid. Oh, and so... no. And so her text is just, like, sitting there. And, like, I try not to read it because I'm trying not to be rude, but a word catches my eye. <laughs> and then I start reading it. And I swear to God, it was, like, the dirtiest erotica you've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but, like, not even, like, normal stuff. This was about a oh, Nazi yes. woman oh, in no. 1940s Lithuania. <laughs> No, this is taking a turn. <laughs> who was chasing down a Jewish man who was like escaped and running no, away. No. But then she gets to him and is terrified that he's going to rape her. No. And then they end up having like super weird, freaky sex in the middle of a forest. It's, 
It was so weird. How long was this woman's bathroom trip? (laughs) She was gone. Okay, actually, how long did you resist the urge to read it? I guess is a better one. Yeah, not super long. (laughs) There were just a lot of words for penis in there. (laughs) Ooh, like what? Like what? Um, so she had, like, cylindrical rod and, like, other bizarre, like, what? non-sexy descriptions. Oh, God. That, that oh reminds God. me of the time I, I found a, an erotica at a friend's house, and I and I was just thumbing through it, and it was about, like, uh, Scottish sheep herders, and oh one of them referred to his fair maiden's vagina as love grotto. Ew. Oh! No. 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 <laughs> That sounds a mossy. No. <laughs> no. You just made it worse for me. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what I'm here to do for you. All right. So one of the things I'm doing to stay sane is still going for walks because it'll be like the Overlook Hotel in my apartment. Otherwise, like I got to get outside. <laughs> so um, I'm just trying really hard to like avoid people like crossing streets, making turns when I have to, to avoid neighbors. And I wasn't paying attention to where I was going and somebody was coming towards me. So I like turned down this little court and I'm walking toward the end of the court and I figure I'd like loop around. Right. And go back on my way. And I get towards the end and all of a sudden I look up and this guy had come out of his house, I think just to get a package off his porch, but dude had forgotten to put on pants. And by not put on pants, I mean he was like fully Donald Duck outside. (laughs) And he like made eye contact with me, had this like terrified look on his face, and then just like bolted back inside his front door. What the fuck? But I was just like, why are you wearing a t-shirt and no underwear or pants inside your house? First of all, like that's weird. But also, why would you answer the door? Now, I figure everybody needs a pair of door pants, like Sarah says. Like, just stick them by your door. Yeah. And remember to Is put this them a thing? on. Are door pants a thing? <laughs> well, Sarah, didn't you say that once, that, like, you have a pair of door pants so that you remember to put them on before you answer the door? Oh, I don't see Sarah on here. Oh, shit. Oh, no, Uh-oh. do we lose Sarah? She's not here to confirm or deny <laughs> door pants. <laughs> Hopefully she'll come back. Yeah. And Ariel, what did you say this guy was coming outside to do? Um, I think it was like to pick up an Amazon box on his front porch. You don't go outside naked for a bend over errand in particular. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my what is going what is in the water up there? I don't know, but there are less people out, so I'm really hoping that like because I was starting to get worried because it's starting to get warm here, you know, like the flowers mm-hmm. are blooming and this is again why I want to move. Like one of a hundred reasons why I want to move. Like all those um, videos from Italy of people singing on their balconies. I feel like you're just gonna have a like naked party all around oh, your God. neighborhood. No, on the please. porches. <laughs> please no. <laughs> Everybody stay inside for the love of God. Stay inside. You were a fan of self quarantining way before COVID made it cool. <laughs> you're like everybody inside. <laughs> Inside your pants and inside your home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, Ariel. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The fact that the byproduct of all this is that you may have to stay in that apartment seven more months does not upset me. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> because the stories are just 
chef's kiss. <laughs> but I totally understand. Uh, it's probably a lot more fun for me because <laughs> I didn't have to see old Donald Duck, Donald Duck Dog. So yeah, what are you gonna do? All right. Well, that sounds sounds like we're surviving. Some of us are thriving. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode, we're going to be, I don't know if I've said this already, but this episode, we're going to be dipping into some animated horror for kids and grown folks alike with reviews of Frank and Weenie and Paranorman. Before we get into that, let's, do you guys want to talk about what everybody's been watching? Anything good? Yeah. Sure. All right. Ariel, you're up. Tell us about what you have been watching. So I watched this movie called Snatchers. I wanted to see this. So you got to tell me, was it any good? It's really fun. It's okay. really fun. It's not some groundbreaking movie, but it is so much fun and so kind of goofy. Essentially, the premise is that this girl has sex for the first time and wakes up pregnant um, with something not human. <laughs> um, and then it's about her and her friend kind of trying to figure out what the fuck to do about the fact that she's like nine months pregnant all of a sudden. And... Um, and then the fallout after she gives birth. So it's it's like a lot of um, practical effects and kind of silly um, gore and, and death scenes and stuff and people losing limbs and these girls like running around the city trying to fix this problem and the really douchey boyfriend that she slept with. And it's just a lot, a lot of fun. Like if you need something that's really lighthearted, I would definitely go for this one. Awesome. Um, I had a great time watching it. It looks fun, it yeah. Looks, but I just, yeah, I hadn't gotten around to it yet. It's on my to-do list. Yeah, I would recommend it, definitely. The other thing that I watched was the new uh, Amazon Prime Ted Bundy documentary called Ted Bundy Falling for a Killer. Has anybody watched this yet? Mm-mm. Okay, mm. so it's like, I think it's like five episodes, five or six episodes long. Um, it's really interesting. I have seen too many Ted Bundy documentaries to count and listen to podcasts about it. But this was um, different for me because it tries to paint a bigger picture of his victims and then the other women in his life that were affected by what he did. So it, oh. it kind of looks at it from a slightly different angle. And it has um, talking head interviews with the woman he was dating, like before he started killing people and then during the beginning years of him killing people, as well as her daughter, who's now an adult, who basically thought as Ted Bundy is like a father figure. It also has interviews with his younger brother, who used to spend summers with Ted and and the girlfriend, and then just a bunch of other people. So, like, uh, a female cop and a female FBI agent who were involved in trying to catch him, as well as this female uh, profiler, really paints a, a broader picture of the victims than I've really ever heard before, including, like, interviews with friends and family. I just thought it was it was a really... It was really interesting because it focused so much less on kind of the Playboy Ted Bundy thing, yeah, and more on someone the women. Ha- tells me he's attractive one more time. I'm going right. to scream. <laughs> <laughs> people not seeing not me hot. Like, what's going on? Hot, this is a hot take on the Zombie Girls today. Ted Bundy was not hot. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, the other interesting thing that it does, and I almost wish that it had tackled this even more than it did, but it kind of goes into sort of what culturally was happening at the time that the killing started. So like early feminism and uh, what was happening sort of to women in the workplace at that time, what was happening on college campuses, all of the sort of protest stuff of the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, so it was just, 
I think it's well worth watching, even if you feel like you really know the Ted Bundy story well, just because it's so different. And I've never heard interviews with a lot of the people that were on it. Cool. Um, and even good. has stuff about like the cops, the female cops and FBI agents, like having a hard time getting their voices heard or anybody to listen to them, which is like surprise, surprise. Yeah. So that was really great. That's awesome. And then lastly, I've been watching The Outsider. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think Matilda and Rachel, you both have watched this, right? Yes. I'm not quite done, last... but yeah. 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 I thought this show was really interesting because it combines mm-hmm. two things that are great, right? It's got like supernatural horror and detective stuff all rolled into one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Rachel, what's the name of the female psychic investigator lady? Uh, Holly Gibney? Or do you want the actress's name? Uh, no, I mean, that's fine. Um, okay. I thought she was such an interesting character. Like, she's probably my favorite yeah. part of the whole show. Um, everything about her I thought was interesting. I thought the actress did a phenomenal job as her. I almost wanted more information about her. I don't know if the book goes into more about it, but the idea that she just kind of knows things without mm. ever... Like, she knows quotes from movies that she's never seen and just kind of understands things without really having a you know discernible way to have gotten that information. Anyways, I wish it had gone into more of that, but I thought that the first episode was really great. I think the final episode is also really great. Yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. It's I would say the one thing is that the first episode and the last episode move pretty quickly. In between, it's more of a slow burn show, so if that's not your thing, then you might not like it, but if you're into a good mystery that has some supernatural components, then this is the show for you. Awesome. Yeah. I Okay. So Holly Gibney, is, the show changed her quite a bit. Okay. But if you like that character, so does Stephen King. Oh, okay. In four books and the next book coming out is, an, a, I don't know if it's a straight up sequel to The Outsider, but it has Holly Gibney and I can't think of the main guy's name in it are the main characters in it. Oh, okay. Did so the books like really... all of the Mr. Mercedes books are, are include Holly Gibney. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, and those are really great too. Um, and so is the TV adaptation. Uh, it's a different person playing Holly Gibney and mm-hmm. it is in keeping with the book where she's more someone who's just like on the spectrum. And so she is like, she, her mind, you know, she has a, she's neuro atypical, right? Yeah. So she thinks differently and is able to, she, it makes her a really good crime solver because she can like really fixate on things. Um, but she's not quite as like magical as oh, she okay. is in, um, in the TV adaptation of The Outsider. Yeah, because it seemed like in the beginning there there was, like, I didn't think anything about her being, like, having supernatural powers, but towards the end of the show, like, the last couple episodes, it seemed like they were trying to point you towards that. Which, you know, I re- the thing is, I really love the TV version, mm-hmm. but I also really love the book version, so even though it's not, maybe not answering those questions that you specifically have, yeah. there, I think you would, I actually think you would really love the Mr. Mercedes books. Okay. They're, they also start off very like crime solvy, and then slowly Stephen King starts to come in, like with book two and three, oh, like you get a little gotcha. like a little supernaturally vibe to it. But so, are you enjoying it, Matilda? Do you like the? Are you enjoying the Outsider? I am, and I particularly love this character and um, Cynthia Erivo. Is that the actor? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. she's so good. She really is. Like she brings so much more to it than just the signal of like hey i'm you're supposed to get that i'm neuroatypical like she really had such a full character in what she brings to it she's so great 
Yeah. And there's a lot of heart there too, which I think sometimes gets left out when you're trying to do that type of mm-hmm. character. And I really enjoyed her relationship with the cough guy too. Yeah. I that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sarah, there you are. Yay. Hi. There she is. All right. We were just wrapping up talking about the outsider. Uh, I need to circle back to something though, that came up while you were gone. <laughs> what are door pants? Door pants. Door pants are for people like me who come home and take off their take off as much of their clothes as possible. <laughs> that way, when you have to answer the door, you keep something like a pair of sweats or you know some scrubs handy, and you just throw them on real quick, and that way you don't scare delivery people. And <laughs> see, I knew there. I knew about this. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I mean, you really do bring something very special. To the yes, <laughs> it was not the same without you. <laughs> Donations of door pants can be sent to Ariel's neighborhood. Yes, please. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, Jody, what have you been watching? Hey, maybe he was having door pants delivered. You don't know. That's true. <laughs> it's true. I think One we solved hold. the mystery. He literally didn't have any pants. We were so cruel. Look at us and our pr- pants privilege. We didn't even recognize that old Donald Duck didn't have no pants. Oh, we call ourselves liberal. <laughs> Uh, okay, what what have I been watching? Uh, so I watched um, a Matilda recommend uh, called The Double Lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is a French movie, and I got it on disc, and I, just, I was kind of putting off watching it for a while because I thought I needed to be in a certain mood uh, to watch it, and I wish I hadn't because it's spectacular. So thank you so much oh, for bringing good. that to my attention, Matilda. It's so good, but literally it opens on the shot of a cervix. Yep. You weren't lying when you said that's, oh, that's the opening. Oh, that's uh, the one you watched with your mom, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. in the theater with my mom yeah nice uh, <laughs> 50 foot screen cervix yay yep. Yep. Yeah. mid-afternoon cervix <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's fantastic it's a really great kind of mystery movie it's fucked it's sexy it's really weird it's cool it's creepy um, and there, there are cervixes, you know, galore. So uh, yeah, because <laughs> there's another cervix later on that we see as well. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was wonderful. So oh good, I'm so much. glad you liked it. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I was worried about. I guess I thought, <clears throat> um, you know, subtitles and you know French movies can be uh, um, like sometimes I, I find them a little slow. Maybe I just had to be in a certain mood. Um, but it's it's not it's not like anything I I, uh, I expected. So. Yeah, we had a conversation at some point about those, like, um, that genre of movies in, like, the 90s that was, like, the kind of thriller, noir, sexy, mm-hmm. sexy thriller, like, re- everything Rebecca de Mornay made, right? Yeah, yeah, right. For a while. Um, this is kind of an, I feel like, kind of an art house version of that. Mm-hmm. Would you agree that. with that? Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Um, it reminded me a little of that Jake Gyllenhaal movie Enemy, where he encounters his double. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. That's that's pretty good. Um, bit spidery, but but pretty. Good. <laughs> that's <laughs> the one like thing it. I know about that movie. Is that there's some yeah. like, really upsetting spider thing at the end. There's some spidery, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. The Double Lover. I think everyone should check it out. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, thank you. Um, and the other thing I watched is The Invisible Man. Uh, did anyone else get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I guess we're not allowed to go outside, so I don't think many people. Have no, seen it but yet. it's well. The thing is, in the U.S., they have released it early on video right. on demand. Mm-hmm. So if you oh, are, cool. yeah, so you can, we could. I I plan to watch it this weekend. I was oh, hoping great. to squeeze it in before the recording because I saw that you guys had seen it, but like I ended up just not. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Well, I won't say too much about it then if you're about to watch it, but um, again, a really cool mystery, really uh, scary and kind of um, uh, triggering in a kind of like domestic violence kind of way, which I didn't I didn't know about going in. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, you know, the setup, I guess, but you're kind of like, okay, uh, is it a ghost? Is she going mad? Is there something else going on? Some kind of weird conspiracy? Like, what's what's the deal? Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a really, really great uh, reveal. There's... Uh, but I watched it with a friend who is not very good with horror movies, and she was uh, among and around about whether she was ready to like leave the house and see it. And uh, normally I get mad when people are chatting in the cinema, but she was sat next to me going, "Oh my god, oh my god, don't go in there, oh my god!" And it was fantastic entertainment. Do that kind of that. But then that, <laughs> that is but fun. also it it made me more afraid as well because then I was kind of worried about her, like, "Oh, is she is she in distress?" But then also, "Oh shit!" Like you know, things are making me jump in the movie, and uh, it, it really added to the tension. Um, it's yeah, I, I I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Moss is great. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just wonderful. Uh, I I really like it. So, I I think as much as the Mummy was such a bummer, I'm actually so grateful that it existed and was so terrible. Because if you remember, originally when they were redoing these Universal monster movies. They were going to do like a, like they wanted to make it like a universe. Mm -hmm. And there, the Invisible Man was supposed to star Johnny Depp. Yes. <laughs> instead, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now, like, okay, so I guess they're going like the Blumhouse route where they're, this one was so successful that they're like greenlighting these Marvel, not Marvel, sorry, um, Universal monster movies. But right. instead, they're going to do like individual movies that are like, a, basically letting people be creative with them and do their own thing. It's a much better idea. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I've never seen the original Invisible Man, so I don't know if this is anything like it at all. So maybe that should go on my shame hole list, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I love that movie. Yeah. Which is why they greenlit the new Dracula movie. Did you guys see this? No. 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 Directed by one Karen Kusama. Oh, oh yeah, I did see that. Isn't that so awesome? Yes. Oh, uh... Yes, I'm about this new Universal Monsters universe. This separate individual, like, let's take the Blumhouse model universe. That'll be make yeah. for interesting episodes, too, if we want to watch an old one and a new one. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is yeah. a good idea. We should definitely think do that. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm, Ariel's like, oh, no, that would be terrible <laughs> if we had to watch the movies <laughs> Of Ariel's plan. Yeah. Ariel's going to be watching <laughs> all these old movies. Nope. I have not. Really? I saw part Shame. of it in a bar. Does that count? The old one? No. Yeah, I've never seen the old one. Oh. No. Okay, where's our shame? Shame. 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 <laughs> wow. Last time we did that, I really had a different opinion about that show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm still mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how bad the end was. Yeah, because yeah. for so long, yeah, yeah, mm. for so long, I was having those conversations with people where they're going, "Well, I don't even watch Game of Thrones." And I was like, "Well, jokes on you, buddy, because it's really good, and you're missing out." And now I'm like, "Ah, fuck, they were right. They <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I wasted eight years of my life." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, definitely. I, that's a conversation I've had with DJ. I was like, "Well, you made the right call." Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no. Um, I rewatched Midsummer, um, and that's that's even better the second time but did you watch yeah, the original cut or the director's cut this time the director's cut actually yeah yeah you know what yeah so i saw the director's does anybody else seen this yet I haven't. the no. three hour one uh yeah it was only an extra sort of 15 minutes i thought there was like a four and a half hour long or something i thought That's so too I heard, but... 
Yeah, but this was only an extra... So, yeah, it was just shy of three hours, so it must have been only an extra 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and there's uh, a scene, uh, like an extra kind of... Um, the main extra bit is a... You remember the cliff scene, like the ritual oh, scene? Oh, do I ever. <laughs> yeah. There's another kind of similar scene, but that it get, that gets stopped. But um, it ends with a um, an argument between Danny and Christian, which kind of gives you some more clues. I mean, I know the whole thing is kind of breadcrumbed anyway, but it, it was a bit more overt with the kind of, well, why would they invite us here if, you know, they didn't want anyone to know about their secret rituals? And it just it kind of gives away a bit too much. So I don't think it really added that much to it, um, other than just... It's a great film, and to make it longer is no bad thing, really. But I really want this like four-hour-long version, if that if that exists. How about fine. you, Matilda? What have you been watching? Um, I've actually been watching a little bit with um, since this all started with a very little attention span. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is having that experience, but I like sit down to watch something, and I'm like, I'm 18 places in my head. Totally. I did go and see Fantasy Island in the theater. Wow. How was that? that looked, it looked like a fun popcorn muncher. Yeah, it was a total popcorn muncher. It's it's pretty bad. Guys. <laughs> yes. um, if you... But he, he, this would be my advice. If you need some, like, dumb fun, this is not a bad one. You just have to know that it's a Scooby-Doo episode. Okay. Oh, okay. That's actually a selling point to me. I yeah. I I, right? I love a Scooby Doo episode. Mystery Incorporated is like so underrated. It's such a great show. Yeah. Yeah. It does not know it's a Scooby Doo episode though, so that's the problem. So, ah. like, our friend who I went with and I kept looking at each other and being like, "For real?" Like, <laughs> at, at various points. But you know, if you can think of it as Scooby Doo, then you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. It's just. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. But there's, like, there's action stuff. But, like, the parts where it tries to have emotions don't... It it should not have done that. Um, (laughs) It shouldn't have done that. So that's a fun one. Um, And then I also watched Color Out of Space. Oh, this is the one I'm waiting to hear what you think of. I really liked it. Oh, I'm so glad. I know it's not for everyone, but it was so for me. I really liked it. And Nicolas Cage is in full Nicolas Cage at points. Oh, yes. Um, it's beautiful. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, kept me interested the whole time. Um, and they managed to kind of like visually translate some of the like florid writing of that story mm-hmm. pretty effectively. Nice. Some good body horror too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. really good body horror. Um, this yeah. is like a prolonged scene where you like are just hearing two characters making sounds. Yep. That's like the most horrifying thing I've yep. seen here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like graphic. I mean, it is, but it's it's just like whimpering noises that just goes on for like a really long time while the rest of the family's sitting there. Yeah, as mm. we're talking about this, I don't know that now is maybe the time, but... Hmm, I guess that's maybe a valid criticism. <laughs> uh, but I would, but, you know, if you can handle some body horror, this is a good one. Um, hmm. And then my last one was Fighting With My Family, which is not horror, but is Florence Pugh. Did anybody else see this? That's the one is that with the, the rock, one? right? The wrestling one? It's the wrestling one. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's so sweet. sweet and fun. Did you see it? Yeah. Isn't it good? It is. It really is. It's like uh it's like glow. 
but with Vince Vaughn as the Mark Marin. <laughs> like, um, and it's, mm. she's so great. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh is so great in it, and the family is so sweet. Just, if you need some, like, super cozy comedy, sports, like, based obscure on a sports story. comedy, based on a true story, it's really good, and she's delightful in it. You love me some Florence Pugh. Yeah. You, like, had me at Florence and The Rock and lost me a little bit with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> uh, also has, um, oh, I can't remember his name, the, the buddy from Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Nick Frost? Yeah, oh, Nick Frost, Nick yeah. Frost. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now you're winning me back again. Well, Vince, Vince <laughs> Vaughn is supposed to be awful. He's like the... the um, oh, he's the worst. It's like uh, Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused, right? Like, he's at his... He's at his... In full flower. He's his, assumed his, like, elder god shape. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Uh, Sarah, what have you been watching? I've decided this year I was going to tackle the Amityville series, which there is 17 movies now. Yeah, what? That's wild. What? How is yes. that even possible? There's, I mean, there's things like Amityville Theater, Amityville Dollhouse, uh, Amity, Amityville, no, Amityville Playhouse, Amityville Dog, Dollhouse, and yeah, it just the return, the revisit, back in time, and yeah. So... I watched number three, which was kind of fun because it had the one that's going to jail, Lori Laughlin, and oh. uh, <laughs> <Meg> Ryan. <Ryder. laughs> and Becky. Yeah, and, and Meg, Meg, a young Meg Ryan in it, and it's supposed to be Whoa. in three D. And um, <laughs> Prime has it, um, the special four K re release of it, which, yeah, it, it really did not need to be in four K, but um, yeah, it's just fun for you know cheesy. 80s horror sequels. Mm-hmm. Wait, so are you planning to watch all 17? All 17. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> that is some dedication. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to need updates about the craziest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Been watching Broadchurch. Yay! So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It was... Some of those episodes were just hard, though. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a devastating show. So, so mm. we're taking a break. We're, we're a couple episodes into the third season, and ha- I, I had to take a break. <laughs> Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I wish they were. That's not feel good TV. It is not feel good TV, but it is so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yep, agree. And then um, watched uh, the Netflix series. I'm not okay with this. I just watched that that too. Oh, I loved it. It was so great. And it's just so much fun. It's just like heartwarming and and but at the same time just funny and it's really good. You really have to check it out. Yeah, it's got a good I like, soundtrack too. Yes, it does. I binge watch it like the first couple days of like self isolation, mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought it was great too. Um, what's her name? The the young woman from It. Yeah, mm-hmm. the redhead. Um, is the main character, and I thought she did such a good job of being like kind of awkward and angsty and angry, but not annoying in any way. Like, yeah, I thought she was a really great character. Um, her the friend kid who like lives down the block was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought the whole show was great. The ending is so much fun. And I, it made yes, me it really want to see a season two. Oh, I can't wait for season two to come yeah. out. I mean, anything that starts off with dear diary, fuck you. 
Right. <laughs> you know you're in for a treat. Right, right. Yeah, that is peak uh, teen angst right there. Yeah, and I it's don't got know a very... You could put together a sentence that more encapsulates what it is to be like a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have been watching mostly stuff that is very light and fluffy and not necessarily horror related because, you know, self-care and whatnot. <laughs> but I did manage to watch Guns Akimbo. Have, has anybody else seen this? I not haven't. Yet. I almost watched it last night, but I, did, I ran out of time and didn't get to it. It okay, like it's so on video fun. on demand now, and it's directed by Jason Lee Howden, who directed Deathgasm, which is why I was like, I gotta see this. Uh-huh. Because I loved Deathgasm. This one stars Daniel Radcliffe, and he's sort of like this keyboard warrior who trolls an underground fight club. There's like a ridiculous... Oh, I saw the preview for this, yeah. Yeah, It is bonkers. Okay, so he's trolling them and like going, being like, you're terrible, da da da. Like, that's like how he sort of like vents all of his anger. He manages to catch their attention, piss them off, so they force him to fight in the fight club thing by literally bolting guns to his hands. <laughs> mm. And he it matched with like the kerning reigning champ who is this woman Nix who's played by Samara Weaving who is like rapidly becoming one of my super faves. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's very ridiculous and over the top but it has a little bit of that New Zealand sense of humor. Like there's prolonged scenes of him like trying to put on clothes with guns bolted right. to his hands or like how do you pee if you have guns bolted <laughs> to your hands and like <laughs> And like it, like it goes there. This movie is so dumb, like <laughs> IQ of five, dumb. But I really enjoyed it. Like there were multiple times where I turned to my partner and was like, "This is so dumb. I'm having a great time." <laughs> it's super bloody. It's really funny. It has some of my most hated tropes of like the like more qualified woman stepping aside to let the man complete her quest sort of stuff and yet i just had so much fun watching this dumb ass movie that i can't help but recommend it to people who also enjoy dumb ass action movies it's very stylized with like you know game video game like hud fight game style graphics popping up and you know i don't know it has it has that zany New Zealand sense of humor that I really like, though. Like, very dry. I really liked it. If you want to turn your brain off in these terrible times and just watch Harry Potter try to pee with guns bolted to his hands or Samara Weaving, like, take out a room of bad guys after doing a rail of coke. You know, like, this is just the perfect movie for that. This will scratch that itch. (laughs) So, yeah. Two gun-bolted thumbs up to to Mm. Guns Akimbo for me. Not for you, Matilda. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, Matilda? I, I thought originally, Ariel, you had v- VFW on here on your list of what you've been watching. Did you end up taking that off? I thought you were going to put it on, so I took it off, and then I never went back to see if you would actually um, put it on. Because <laughs> that's the one I was like, that movie is so for Sarah, I can't even begin. Sarah, you will like VFW so much. It is so much fun. It's so dumb. All right. And awesome and it's about ex-military dudes hanging out in a vfw and across the street is like a warehouse full of near future drug addicts they have some like new like hype drug Mm -hmm. and someone steals their drugs and hides in the vfw and so they have to like face off with each other sounds awesome for you yeah it's really great (laughs) 
so for you. Like, all I could think is I was watching it. <laughs> I was like, God, Matilda would hate this movie. <laughs> it's just nothing but action scenes and patriotism. Like, yep. it is. <laughs> and, like, occasional, like, pussy hair jokes. Like, it is not for you. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, sorry. I, I wanted to circle back to BFW because I need to do the public service of letting Sarah know that she needs to watch that movie. <laughs> That's everybody, right? Yes. Okay, so I guess we are ready for to head into the main reviews. This episode, we let Sarah take the reins, and uh, she definitely played some mean little tricks on us here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we all know that, that Rachel has an aversion, and, and Matilda too, to uh, things with animal violence. So yes. I said, yeah, I got my movies picked. Uh, just so you know, there is some animal violence in this movie. <laughs> and she's like, what is it? What is it? What is it? I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you. You have to, you have to, I'm going to send you a link to it and you have to watch it before I'll tell you. <laughs> and I was like trying to side chat people. Like, what are the movies? Yeah. What are the movies? <laughs> and nobody would tell me. <laughs> so my, my, the two movies I picked were Frank and Weenie from 2012 and Paranorman, also from 2012. <laughs> That's crazy these came out the same year. Yeah. Like, when I started filling in the information on our doc, I was like, what? 2012 was just, like, crushing and stop, you know, stop animation. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so these were your picks. How and why did you decide on these ones? Because uh, they were fun. Because uh, I like them. Valid reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who has the synopsis for Frank and Wayne? Oh, I think I do. Okay. Frankenweenie, directed by Tim Burton and starring a voice cast of, uh, among other people, Catherine O'Hara, Martin Short, Martin Landau, uh, Winona Ryder, Charlie Tahan and Atticus Schaefer. Vincent is a shy, introverted boy with a love of science, classic horror movies and his best friend, a doggo named Sparky. Tragedy strikes one day when Sparky is hit by a car and is killed. Beside himself with grief, Vincent can't bear to live without his proper pal and uses his scientific prowess to reanimate his faithful four-legged friend. When his schoolmates get wind of Vincent's experiment and want to try the same thing on their beloved deceased pets, things don't go according to plan. Yes, very that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what did you think of this movie, Jody? Uh, I thought this was great. Um, I'd never seen the original short, though, so I don't know how that compares. But that was like a live-action uh, black yeah. and white mm-hmm. short, right? Um. Yeah, I thought this was really, really fun. Um, I like the kind of, um, when when they play with the opening uh, kind of like Disney castle thing and it switches to like a haunted castle thing. That was really, really cool. <laughs> um, and some of it was kind of like, uh, it felt like it could have been made today when they, uh, one of the quotes from, uh, I think it was the mayor, says it's easy to promise the impossible. Yeah. Um, but I just loved all of the little, like this was a really horror literate movie, like but being completely appropriate for a young kid as well. Um, but so many little like you could you could write a phone book about how many little nods there are little references to other movies um my favorite being the tortoise named shelly if it was Uh very very amusing (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah, all the little universal nods i thought were great and the, the whole thing's in black and white too um this would be a great, great... Well, both of these would be great movies to show to a little kid that you were trying to get into horror movies if you had a, a kid or a nephew or something who was really wanting to get into them. This would be a great, a great one to start with, I think. Mm-hmm. And I cried at the end. Oh, <laughs> did you? That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> was this a first watch for you? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Tilda? What did you think of this movie? Oh, I love this movie. I was so excited when I figured out what our picks were this time because I saw both of these in the theater. 
And yeah, I just, I adore this movie. You know, Tim Burton has become kind of uneven in the last mm-hmm. little while. That's kind. Is that a, is that a good way to say that? Yes. Can you um, yeah. shovel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is like what you love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is kind yeah. of like animated Edward Scissorhands, but with Mr. Whiskers. Who is, oh my God! Who is oh, Mr. Mr. Whiskers, justice for Mr. Whiskers, the yeah. star of this movie. What I, I mean, like I thought, Baby Yoda was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Wrong! It's Mr. Whiskers. It's Mr. Whiskers and his Fuck, um, he's cute. His premonition poops. Yeah, but I love this. And um, on this watch, this time, what really struck me, maybe because I was watching it through headphones, is that the soundtrack is excellent on this movie, mm. um, and the kind of like very over dramatic kind of like old horror like callback to old horror soundtrack stuff mm-hmm. um in Frank and Weenie is really cool and really well done. The science teacher though he's I love that he looks oh. like Vincent Price. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially when he gets up in front of the community to do this his speech. People are stupid. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. I just want access to your children's brains. I wanted to crack their skulls open. Yeah. So, how was this rewatch for you, Sarah? Oh, this is this is just a good time. I love I I love the little nods to things and like even things that aren't horror, like the uh, nod to one of my favorite cartoons, uh, Bambi meets Godzilla. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the whole thing with Colossus and Shelley. Rachel, that's not a cartoon for you. No, I. I <laughs> if I can't handle the original one, it's too gruesome for me. I'm guessing the this the one just gets this one doesn't leave you in that state for very long. I'll say that. Okay, got it, got it. I think it's beautiful to look at, and all of the horror references are great and super well done. It's you know charming and funny, and like emotional and sweet. But I didn't, I didn't actually like it. I know that might be controversial because I think everybody loves this movie. That's fair. I think it has every part of everything that should make me absolutely fall in love with this movie. And I think that it's great. I just didn't enjoy it that Mm. much. Mm -hmm. Part of it, I think, is because I was constantly worried about the dog and like, Oh, it just anytime he like lost a body part or when he like powers down and has to be like re-electrified like that just it just made me sad him falling asleep on his own grave made me sad um yeah so it kind of like defeated the fun part of it for me I think so while I can say that this is like a good movie and people should probably see it because I can see why you would completely 100% enjoy it I didn't actually like it well, I guess we I we know who the softest person on the podcast actually is, and it's not me. <laughs> that no, I think that's totally valid. I, I definitely there's knowing that it's going to be a Frankenstein dog. There is like that anticipation of like, oh god, we're going to have to watch this dog die. God damn it! Yeah, and but. I also just think it's it's probably like just a, a personal thing. Like this movie, I think I've talked to Rachel about this before. Came out like shortly after. Um, my dog had actually died. And yeah. so I specifically never watched it because of that. But everybody's mm-hmm. always telling me how much I would like it. And honestly, I should like it. But I wonder if that's still not like part of what made me sadder about the dog stuff. 
Um, right. Like, it's just forever linked because of the timing. Yeah, probably. Also, mm-hmm. uh, my my older brother is having me look through my grandparents' old photo albums, trying to find some pictures. And there are pictures of my dog, like, all in that photo album, oh, which I was just yeah. looking at, yeah. like, two days ago. So that probably, Aww. you know, made it worse, too. But, again, there's so much stuff in this that's great. I mean, that science teacher is everything. He's so good. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's so good. The little kid is so weird and great. Um, yeah, I just, I think there's so many things to absolutely love about this movie. I personally probably just will never watch it again, even though I really think everybody should see it. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> think it is, sense. though. It, it is a really, like, effective and deep yeah. movie about loss yeah mm-hmm. yeah right and there's a lot in there uh, to distract and to kind of make it fun and that kind of thing but it is a very effective movie about loss I feel like and the way we re- we resist it yeah yeah definitely well I'm sorry Ariel <laughs> no, I, no it's fine it made you sad <laughs> luckily I watched this one first and Paranorman second so that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, I had seen this movie when it first came out. Like, I uh, was a huge early Tim Burton fan mm-hmm. for sure. Beetlejuice, when I was a kid, was everything. Yes. I was obsessed mm-hmm. with Lydia Dietz. Like, I wrote her love letters in my diary. <laughs> so, like, the decline of Tim Burton was something that, like, really hurts my yeah. heart. Um, and this was like a throwback to the heyday, right? I mean, it was obviously mm-hmm. remaking something he did in his heyday. And it was also, I think, his first return to Disney mm-hmm. after Black Cauldron and all of that drama, yeah. if, I, if I'm correct. So I saw it. I really liked it when I saw it the first time. Opinion has is unchanged. But one thing I, I kind of, that stood out to me that, through this rewatch is that, like, the original Frankenstein story is sort of this cautionary tale about science mm-hmm. and, like, playing god and i feel like this movie is much more of a celebration of science and curiosity even though it turns into like a monster movie in the end the true sort of thesis of this movie is i think all the stuff that the science teacher martin lando's character says how you should embrace curiosity and science is something to be lauded and something to be sought and i kind of liked that that this movie puts a little twist on that early the original version's attitudes towards science I also just love how this movie embraces being a fucking weirdo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it really is. It does feel like it is a celebration of weirdness. And that is always a message I enjoy as a weirdo. Mm -hmm. And obviously the Tim Burton style and his is awesome. Like I, I loved all of the clothes in this movie. Like Mrs. Frankenstein's dress. I want to recreate. Mm -hmm. I am completely (laughs) obsessed with it. There's a real charm, like the juxtaposition of, of, this like very wholesome 1950s with like you know sort of like creepy science and i don't know i just i i love early tim burton because he plays with those things and i thought this was a really good more modern example of that mm-hmm. and, and yeah, he plays with I, them in ways kind of like a kind of like the muppets I think mm-hmm. that like there's something for kids and then there's in jokes for adults mm-hmm. for sure which mm-hmm. is always fun yeah, there is one. We have one issue with this, and this is the like Japanese. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, was relieved yeah. to discover that the voice actor is actually a Japanese person, okay. but still, it, yeah. I was like, not great. Yeah, and he's like the one non-white character in the town. Yeah, practically. Yeah, yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But overall. 
I really liked this movie. The character designs are just so much fun in this. I was just remembering the the sea monkeys too. Yes, <laughs> they are yes. so yes. much fun. Great. The way they're like running around, just like causing havoc and mischief, and then get exploded by eating popcorn <laughs> is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It's like gremlins; um, they're just like running. Yes, around exactly. Fun. Yes, I recently went to the Tim Burton exhibit in before all the lockdown in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and like. It, there's like it was really fun because it was in the um neon graveyard boneyard and it was just basically interspersed throughout you would just like come around a corner and there would be like a little like life-size tim burton character amongst all of the lights and stuff so cool yeah mm-hmm. his his art his aesthetic is still mm-hmm. awesome I, it still works for me i love it and this movie i feel like is the because it's animated it's like even more so than Nightmare Before Christmas, like really does look like his his art brought to life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, that like cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yes. Yeah. Anything else about Frankie Weenie before we move on? Uh, well, there's that theory that they're linked, like it's the same dog and the same boy in uh, Corpse Bride and in Nightmare Before Christmas, because there's a Frankenstein doggo and then a skeleton doggo and then a ghost doggo. Oh. But it's the same one. Uh, I think the timelines are meant to jump around, so probably it's not, but like a similar incarnation of like uh, the boy and his dog story mm-hmm. in, in, in each one. Are you talking about like Zero from Nightmare Before Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then oh. Scraps from Corpse Bride as well. Oh, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, I know that Tim Burton based the dog on a dog he had growing up. Mm-hmm. Right, that makes sense. That he, there was a dog that he had that had some sort of congenital issue, I think, that they expected oh. it not to live very long, but it actually mm. did. Right. So so I wonder if, I mean, it could very well be the same. That puts a different spin on, like, the dog kind of having medical stuff of, like, we can fix it. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then maybe, the I don't know, like, uh, the dangers of prolonging... Uh, the life of an yeah. animal that's sick, even though you really want to, uh, you, you don't want to say goodbye to it. Right, that that is for you in a, right. at mm. a certain point, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> now I'm getting sad. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's really, it's a very sad, real movie about pet loss. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Something I feel like gets underestimated. Like, oh, it's just a pet. Yep. You're like, no. 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 Mm-hmm. no. <laughs> awesome. So I think we would think we all basically liked and recommend well not liked but recommended it even though we didn't like <laughs> yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. All it's right, effective. Second, yeah. Yes. All right. Awesome. Okay. So Paranorman, who has the the synopsis for this bad boy? Um, I've got that one. Okay. All right. So Paranorman also came out in 2012. It was directed by Chris Butler and Sam Fell, starring Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, Tucker Albrizi, Anna Kendrick, Casey Affleck, Christopher Mintz-Ploss, and Leslie Mann. Uh, it's about a young boy named Norman who is misunderstood by his family and bullied at school because he says he can talk to the dead. No one believes in his abilities except for Norman's friend, Neil. Norman's weird uncle, voiced by John Goodman, tells him that the centuries-old witch's curse that they're learning about in school is real and that only he can save the town. Soon, zombies begin rising from the dead, so Norman... Neil, their older siblings, and the school bully band together to help Norman use his ability to talk to the dead to save them all. Awesome. So, Era, what did you think of this movie? I really liked this movie a lot. Good. Good. Yeah, I thought this one was really cute and really fun. Again, I think the character designs in this are great. The zombie design is awesome. 
I really liked his little friend, Neil. Yeah. Um, and his attitude about <laughs> bullying. I just thought this yeah. kid was yeah. just great. And that they kind of even set you up for him having like a douchey older brother who maybe bullies him too, but then they kind of turn that on his head and that he's kind of like a sweet guy mm-hmm. to his little brother. I thought their friendship kind of building was really fun. And and just him like talking to all of these ghosts was great. And like especially his grandmother, I loved that mm-hmm. part, him being able to talk to his grandmother while she's like knitting on the couch and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I I just thought this movie mm-hmm. was really fun and really sweet. Definitely. How about you, Matilda? What'd you think of Paranorman? I really, I really adore this movie. This is maybe my favorite like kids horror movie. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I just really it's so heartwarming. Um, but mm-hmm. then it's actually like slapstick gross scary, yeah. right? Like that yeah. part with the dead uncle. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kind of great. Yeah. yeah. It's because a tongue flops out of the face. It's so well done. And you know, during the um for the last month or so, my comfort watch has been rewatching Shit's Creek. Um and yes. Norman looks like a member of the Levy family. Oh, you know, that's like, funny. You're kind of right with the big eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who I love, you know, and I love everyone yes. in the Levy family, so that's very comforting to me, too. I just, everything about this is great. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the sister's hips are very mesmerizing. The way she <laughs> them. Is that okay to say? Like, that's, she's, it's very mesmerizing. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? How did you do on a rewatch of Paranorman? Oh, I love this movie. I made the wife take me to go see it in the theater and mm-hmm. we, we both had a lot of fun and I really, really adore this movie and I think it doesn't get nearly the love it deserves. Yeah. How about you, Jody? What did you think of Paranorman? Was, and was this one a first watch for you? Um, no, I'd seen this one before. Um, I think this was only a second watch though. Um, I, I'd love this movie too. Um, and similar to uh, Frank and Weenie, it kind of speaks to me as a, as, as a, like a outcast weirdo, like, you know, misunderstood and bullied, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, how, um, watching horror movies can make you feel kind of like less alone. Uh, so yeah, I really related to that. And I guess um, Norman watches horror movies, uh, I thought maybe just because he was a, a weirdo and a fan of horror movies, but I, maybe he's trying to like understand his gifts as well. Watching movies about like zombies and mm-hmm. stuff and just trying to get as much kind of like, I don't know, exposure to the dead as he can to try and just like make sense of what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how this was, because on paper it sounds like a Tim Burton movie and I think a lot of people have misunderstood that it is part of that stop motion Tim Burton canon, but um, it's it's not. And it's um, more kind of like 80s inspired than the Universal inspired, even though oh, it's yeah. got zombies and ghosts yeah. and stuff. It's got that kind of like Goonies, E.T. Yeah, kind definitely. of uh, kind of vibe to it as well. And I guess it's, I, I, I don't know how old the directors are, but probably they're like our age and they're like just the next generation along from Tim Burton who are making movies inspired by the movies that they grew up with mm-hmm. and that they loved. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. These Leica movies, like, they all have such heart. And I think mm-hmm. you're right. Like, you could go into this thinking it would be something like a like a Tim burton thing. But this is actually, like, a very sweet movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Sweeter movie than maybe more sentimental than people are expecting. But also, like you said, it, like, it has funny slip, slapstick kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie when it first came out, and I liked it. Watching it the second time, I think I liked it a lot more. Maybe because I ha- didn't, I had the right expectations. I don't know. I just connected with it way more this time. I think it's basically at its core just like the story of tolerance. You know mm-hmm. what yeah. I mean? And also mm-hmm. that being different is actually kind of an amazing thing, and it makes you uniquely powerful in your own way. And that like it's just about finding the right weirdos who 
know and accept you. Maybe that doesn't happen right away. Maybe it doesn't happen really easily. But like someday it will happen. You will find your tribe who will appreciate you for who you are. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful. And it's not necessarily a story that you never hear, but I feel like it's told in a really fun and powerful way in this. I I just, yeah, I really, really loved this movie. It it definitely codes a little queer too, which I love. I mean, you find out at the end that Mitch is gay, whatever, but I mean, (laughs) even like just a lot of like Norman himself, like the way that he describes just being an outsider and the way that this like mob mentality turns on him, you know, Mm -hmm. feels very queer to me. Yeah. Um, In a way that like, I think a queer kid watching this, even though it's not explicitly for them would, feel would would pick up on that and feel comforted by yeah. this movie mm-hmm. yeah, um and i the thing with this movie and the last one is like there is sort of this cautionary tale about mom mentality and prejudice and superstition and how like that snowballs into hatred mm-hmm. and then how you have to push back on that that i thought was in both but this one in particular was really powerful and and a great message for a kid fun kids horror like surprising message in the, at the core of a little spooky animated horror movie for kids um mm. like it's a pretty sophisticated kind of message i think mm-hmm. uh told well so i love that you know and i think it is also a, a great kind of pushback on bullying is a really important core of this i don't know i just really think this is this movie has a ton of heart that um if you're going into it thinking it's going to be just a goofy little kids movie might be surprising and uh i really loved that about this movie especially like now times are like really scary and there is a lot of misinformation and people saying dumb shit and like fear of of people like of mob mentality taking over like we're already seeing it like with people hoarding Mm -hmm. what's the next step like where are we going to be in three months right there are lines out the door at gun stores you know it's scary it's a scary time and so this message i think was it was like timed perfectly to like really hit me um, in a powerful way and it's just fun it's really really fun mm-hmm. this movie yeah. is funny and cute and and goofy and also like scratches that like 80s goonies itch like you mentioned i don't know i i love this movie i really really i'm so glad that i don't know that i would have rewatched it because i liked it but i kind mm. of it was sort of like oh it was good whatever moving on i don't know yeah. that i would have circled back to it and i'm really glad i did like i feel like it's probably going to go into rotation now yeah because mm-hmm. i had such a great time with it the second time around yeah, and it very directly references the witch trials as well, which I'd, I'd forgotten about um, mm-hmm. as well, but kind of linking that to what's going on today as well, I thought was uh, was really interesting, but uh, didn't make it too dark, like it wouldn't be too dark to show this to a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it even, like, at the end, like, the in the 80s movies like this, the bullies are defeated but not healed, and in this one they're actually healed in a particular way, and that yeah. is so hard to do without being, like, utterly cheesy and this one does it mm-hmm. so well yeah they did a great job with that bully character that then ends up kind of you know having to come together with them yeah to, yeah. to save the town and then at the end he's like you know bragging about his relationship mm-hmm. with norman and it's mm-hmm. very very sweet and i think you're right i think it's a it's a really good message for kids and it's done in simple enough terms that i think young kids would like it would hit home for them there's nothing that's going to go over their head but it's still is done in a way that like resonated with me as an adult. Now I had never seen this movie before and I had such a good time with it. I think it's a really sweet, fun, silly movie. Mm-hmm. You wish you could have seen this to show to your like niece and nephew when they were a little younger. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm sad that I didn't. 
Because <laughs> that would have been perfect when they were like seven, eight years old. Because you know? mm-hmm. there's some stuff in this that I feel like would be like perfect early scary stuff like when mm-hmm. when she appears in the sky and all those arms start coming mm-hmm. at them yeah. yeah that part's great mm-hmm. god the animation in this also we didn't talk about it in frank and weenie but like it is incredible yeah yeah so in frank and weenie apparently they made um the expressions were actually done with like an allen key like they were able oh, wow. to change the face because of mechanisms underneath to make different right. expressions this movie was the first one that 3d printed everything and so they oh. had like thousands of faces oh, like they, oh yeah so they were able to make like over 1500 facial expressions thing and it was also the first time in an animated movie where there was a gay character oh shit mm-hmm. really? and yeah it, like it won a glad award um and basically what they were saying is that this the core of this movie was about like tolerance mm-hmm. and they, they had to put their money where their mouth was and we have to be true to our ambition statement with this so that's why they had mitch be a gay, gay character mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that was a fun little twist i thought yeah done well. yeah. yeah yes and you know ki- I mean? in kind of like a throwaway way mm-hmm. yeah that was perfect yeah, it wasn't like yeah. a huge plot point right yeah, and you, know? you think yeah. he's going to be like Chet from Weird Science in terms of his yes. relationship right. with his little brother, but he's not. Yeah, no, he's actually really sweet with him. Yeah. Oh, I love the little brother so yeah. much. Like from the, his like I opening know. line when he's like, "I love being alone." He's like, "I like to be alone too. Let's do it together." I know. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, uh, this kid is make me throw this hummus. It's spicy. I love it when, yeah. he, when when he's coming home and he's he's like he's like, "Hey, Mitch, we're gonna play with the dog without digging him up." it's just such a cute movie it is i also um love the part where neil comes up in his yard below his window and he norman like looks out and it's it's like they play the michael myers theme on his phone it's like the text Mm -hmm. message but then when he looks down he's like standing right where michael myers would have been he's wearing a jason hockey mask yeah And this was such a perfect little, like, duet in these times, I have to say. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, when I needed a little coziness, like, this was so perfect mm-hmm. this week. Agree. Okay. Yep. Glad there's no corpse fucking. Yeah, no corpse fucking! Congratulations! Yeah. Right. We did it! We almost made it through the episode without saying the words corpse fucking. <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the blame on this one. Anything else on Paranorman before we move on? I think we got it. All right, cool, cool, cool. So overall, good job, Sarah. Highly approved. Yeah, thank you. Highly approve of these selections. Very, very happy to have rewatched them. Uh, okay, so we don't have any listener feedback this week, uh, but for those of you at home who maybe have some suggestions to add to this list, what else do we need to watch in these these trying times to to give us a little joy and horror at the same time? Or anything else you want to say, you can send us an email at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can hit us up over on our Facebook page. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, we do ask that you do us a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes. And since we're all trapped at home, and we need stuff to watch. Uh, it's good to have an idea of what's available on video on demand, wouldn't you say? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Well, good news. We have a calendar for you of all the things coming out, uh, all the horror and sort of horror adjacent. Someone took me to task for having knives out on the calendar. Um, horror adjacent <laughs> things on our website at zombiegirls.com. Check out our VOD release calendar. It's all the stuff that's coming out on streaming and on video on demand in the horror-ish genre. So you can keep track of things that you've been wanting to see. And yeah, uh, check that out for sure. Now, I guess that just leaves us with the last couple of uh, sections, which include our Zombie Girls Beginner's Guide. All right, Jody. Now, this is your baby, so take it away. All right, the CGBG. Uh, so, um, we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. Um, because of everything that's going on in the world, we thought we'd try and cheer ourselves up. And we were going to do horror comedies until I realized about a half an hour before we started recording that we'd done that one already. Um, <laughs> so, so we're going to do um, what Matilda has called comfort horror. So this, these will be the movies that you might decide to put on first if you're in isolation, or if you're not feeling well, or if you're hungover, or you just want some cheering up. What movies would you put on for yourself? Um, and I guess to recommend to each other as well, if, if uh, someone needs to pick me up. Uh, what would you watch? Um, so, do you guys want to go in um, alphabetical or reverse alphabetical, or how do you want to? Whatever. Basically, who wants to start? Ariel, Ariel, or Sarah? What's that? Sorry. Who wants to I'm start? So sorry. Ariel or Sarah? My bad. <laughs> I was thinking about something. I apologize. No, that's okay. Okay. Um, why don't you? Why don't you go first, Ariel? Okay. Cool. First, any of the Universal monster movies, I go back to time and time again. But the Lon Chaney uh, Wolfman movie is one of my all-time favorites, and it's sort of a, a comforting one for me. The other ones I would pick would be Fright Night, because I adore that movie. It's so much fun. It's whimsical, and I feel like on the worst day, that movie would cheer me up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other one I pick would be The Craft. Hmm. which I don't know if that's that's weird, but I have seen that movie like probably 20 times. It came out when I was in junior high and, you know, me and my friends wanted to be witches all of a sudden. So we like, watched it over and over <laughs> again. And now I rewatch it probably like every few years or so. And it's just, it's a fun movie. I love that movie. Um, Rachel, why don't you get up? Sure. So this programming for this episode is like exactly what I want during this time like I want mm -hmm. low stakes I want comfort and I tend to kind of revert to childhood right. <laughs> yeah when I was a kid every night when I was going to sleep I'd like put on a Disney movie so like animated kid stuff is definitely my go-to when I need to be when I'm having a moment like when I'm anxious like I tend to like hoard animated movies and then like self-medicate with them so I think definitely the things that I would first go to in this time would be in that sort of oeuvre. So I would add Paranorman now moving forward mm -hmm. to this list. Yeah. But Wallace and Gromit's Curse of Were-Rabbit. Yes. 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 I've seen that. I love that movie so much. And it is totally like a go-to feel-good kind of spooky dooky mm -hmm. movie mm -hmm. that I love. So that would be my first pick. My second one would be, and it's just hilarious. This is like so in keeping with our 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 topic today would be Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was I love that movie. I've seen it a billion times. It like it came out right at the right time. Like it I would it, I wanted to be super gothy and it like forever is one of my favorite movies. And so that would be one and uh the Nightmare Before Christmas. Definitely the Nightmare Before mm -hmm. Christmas is a total like yeah. it is my comfort food of movies. I know I like I can do the dialogue with the movie. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. Um, and I, I love all the music, even the Christmas song. Sorry. 
mm-hmm. Matilda. <laughs> when I'm feeling bad and I need something to like alleviate my anxiety and self quarantine, those are the movies that I would go to. Oh, mm-hmm. nice one. Um, I don't know my alphabet, uh, Matilda. Uh, why don't you go next? Sure. Um, so in when I'm nervous or when I'm you know having a hard time or in these in this kind of situation, um, I tend to want to watch something that um, has enough stakes that my anxiety has a place to go and attach Mm. to, like I'm already feeling anxious. So I want to redirect my anxiety to pretend like it's not something in my life, if that makes sense. So if I'm anxious Mm. and I'm going to bed, I want like a thriller because then I'm like, at least Mm. no one's trying to kill me, right? Like to read. (laughs) <laughs> to read myself to sleep so in to that but I also want like a sense of the absurd and so to that end like the horror comedy is probably where I would go so I was thinking about something like Shaun of the Dead yeah yeah as a good watch right now something like Tucker and Dale uh, mm-hmm. um and then the other one I was thinking about um that I kind of feel an impulse to rewatch right now is John Dies at the End Yes. Oh, that's a great one. Right? Where, oh, like, there's enough of the absurd and batshit, which is kind of what the world feels like right now, but it also is distracting and bizarre and interesting, and so that's kind of that's kind of my comfort food right now. Well, maybe that should go in my shame hole. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I actually haven't either. Oh, read the books. Read, read the, the books. books. Read the books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, Sarah, what are yours? Uh, as always, Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much my go-to movie for a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. An American Werewolf in London is another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have that one on my list too. And then uh, when you said about cartoons, Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then uh, the other one on my list is uh, the original Creep Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a fun mm-hmm. movie. Um, I found this really hard to pick because um, if I'm going to shut myself away, I'm just going to probably go through my like to watch list. So it like it, it could be anything, right? But in terms of uh, comfort um i'm gonna go with uh drag me to hell um i just find it so funny and so silly and so absurd and so gross and it just would like take my mind off whatever's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. also brain dead uh is one of my favorite movies of all time yeah and probably something like the shining uh not particularly mm. kind of uh comforting but um just something that reminds me of like being like it's, it's, it's one of the first horror movies that i ever saw it's one of my favorite movies of all time, irrespective right. of horror or not. Um, so just something that reminds me of that kind of early excitement of being a horror fan. Okay. Uh, plus, if, if, if you're going to get cabin fever, why not? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Learn from the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone have any honorables? Uh, Matilda, you, you mentioned mine already. Tucker and Dale and uh, Shaun of the Dead were, were my kind of backup. Yeah, my backups were what we do in the shadows. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the other thing that's very soothing to me is a stoner comedy. So, uh, this is the end. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a right. great one. It is yeah. a great one. I had that on my horror comedy list. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's a best of both worlds kind of thing. It's so, so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters was my other one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh great. Yeah. I also had um, Scream and Army of Darkness, too. Mm, oh, Army yeah. of Darkness is so good. I yeah. know. It's so much fun. Evil Dead gets all the love, but Army of Darkness is what's up. Yeah. <laughs> In my, I mean, I to be fair, I also saw that one first, but that one's my favorite. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, no. re- I re- rewatched the original Evil Dead um, not long ago. Actually, it was Ash Wednesday, so yeah, just a couple weeks ago. A lot of men punching women in the face. I've kind of like it's kind of making me a bit uncomfortable. Mm, the original Evil Dead. Yeah. 
interesting. Well, I think those are some really, we got some good recommendations. People need some stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Go back to your comfort food. And if you don't know what your comfort food is, taste some of ours. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that just leaves our streaming pick. I picked a movie, Freaks. Yes. 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on Netflix now. Have you seen this? Not yes. Yet. I was hoping you were going to pick that because I saw that it popped up on Netflix. So Did you like it? I love this movie. It's so good, right? Yeah. It's like this weird little small indie movie. It's like if X-Men made like a weird indie horror movie. Yeah, that's low a good Low budget indie horror movie. I don't know. It's okay. So um, I've talked about it on the show before. I think it might have been one of our honorable mentions at the in, uh, the year end episode. I can't remember for sure. But it, here's the description from Netflix. Hidden away by her eccentric father, a mysterious young girl uncovers frightening truths when she starts to make contact with the outside world. And it's basically, yeah, like this little girl has lived her entire life inside this house because she's told if she goes outside that people will get her. But as she starts to get a little older, a little more rebellious, she wants to go outside. And outside there is a man in an ice cream truck who keeps trying to lure her out with ice cream. And uh, the world outside is definitely maybe not a safe place for her. And it's, it. I don't want to talk too much about it because it is a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to kind of see that um, unfold and go some interesting places. Uh, but I really like it. I liked it a lot. It was, uh, I watched it over a holiday with a group of people. Um, you know, like when you have guests and there's like that time where everybody's like over socialized and you just want to put on a movie mm-hmm. and not talk for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we put that on and it was like across the board a crowd pleaser and not everybody was a horror fan. Not a, like everybody, yeah, had a really good time with this movie. Um, really good performances in it. Um, just a fun little indie under under the radar gym waiting to be found on netflix i'm glad to that you liked it too ariel it's good yeah to i really up. enjoy this one i i watched it i don't know in november or something and um yeah it's it's a fun movie and it's it's really creative and different i went into it really not knowing at all what it was about or what to expect and i think that's kind of the way to do it because like yeah. you said it is a mystery that kind of very slowly uncovers itself like you learn bits and pieces about what's actually happening um, both inside the home and outside in the world as the movie goes along. There's a lot of heart to it, too. It has like yes. a good emotional through line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just creative and, and interesting. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad. I'm really glad. Well, um, did you guys want to quickly hear about the Alien RPG? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't want to give too much away because I think we should do it. I think uh, we should get uh, the boy involved as our uh, GM, which is the game mother. Not the game. Oh, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and um, he's figuring out a way to do it via uh, Zoom or Roll D Twenty or something like that, where we can we can uh, you know do it all remotely. But there's it's you know uh, I don't know if you guys have played D and D. I think Sarah, you had. Yeah. Um, I, I've recently started playing, um, and I don't think I'm very good at it because you need to be quite imaginative, and I'm just like I don't know hit the thing, you know, right. but I don't have any just like, <laughs> yeah. I, guess I, I hit it with my axe, you know, like I don't really have any other solutions. Um, but it's the same except it's set in the alien universe and you can either do it, uh, there's two modes, there's a, a campaign mode which is very like D&D where it's a, it's a brand new kind of ongoing campaign or there's a cinematic mode which is very short and the characters are kind of creative already so you'll pick, you know, the scientist or the roughneck or the engineer or the pilot or whatever to play as and you've got your stats already so you don't have to spend the time creating a character. But it's all dice based and, you know, you have to roll for success or failure against various things. And it was spectacular. We had a go yesterday 
um, in a, a cinematic campaign, which was um, based on um, events leading up to Aliens. Ooh. So it's mm-hmm. uh, so I was a scientist in Hadley's Hope, you know, and uh, some shit's gone down. One of our colonists has come back with something attached to him, and we don't know what it is. And you know, Marines are on their way, but they're not going to be here for several days. So what happens in the meantime? And it was great. And I think you guys would fucking love it. So yeah. if you want to do it one day, yeah. we can get involved. And there's a you know secret agendas, and you know, oh, it's. It's it's really really wonderful, but we're just gonna have to figure out a, day to do, uh, a way to do it remotely, and maybe record it, and maybe it can be a Patreon thing or something, or we could just do it for fun. Yeah, no, yeah. that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say we do it for fun and record it, Wait, <laughs> and, and yes. like independently make the call later. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it's just it's just called Alien RPG. Okay, I'm and the, the so cam- into the it. campaign that we did was called Hope's Last Day. That was the kind of um, main uh, cinematic um, campaign that comes with it. But people are writing their own. Maybe we could write our own. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always wanted to do this. Like, uh, like I've played D&D like one and a half times. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have to have somebody who can be a DM, right? Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. finding that is so hard. So the fact that the boy is up for it is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's never DM'd before, but he's been kind of, so um, basically it's a, a friend at work who was kind of like, Oh, I hear you're interested in D and D. Well, I, I play and my friend was, um, has offered to kind of do like a beginner's campaign for you for like, for whoever wants to get involved, do you want to come along? Um, and then the boy is like, Hmm, I can do that. And so, um, he was really great at steering me toward, you know, like teasing out what he wanted me to do, where I was supposed to go to, to advance the story. And then improvising, if I said I'm going to go a different way, he would figure out a way to get me to where I was supposed to be. It was great. Yeah, I thought uh, he he did a good job. Oh, I'm so excited. Also, Mm. to get to meet the boy will be fun, too. Yeah, yeah. And and we've got, you know, hours of uh, Nostromo ambient engine noise and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, it was cool to just do it kind of like just one on one. Like it, it would be much better with more people because I was kind of I was only controlling the one person and the, the others were kind of like non-player characters that I would bring along with me and try and like use their uh, use their skills. But I can see how it would be much better to have like a discussion and falling out over what we're supposed to do and what you think the better scenario would be. And uh, but also to give him a chance to practice and kind of like uh, get what he needed because he had all these like. He had a laptop and like a folder and a screen and all that, you know, like a big DM screen in front of him with all these like stats on the inside of all the things that were going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to queue up like sound effects and music and, uh, you know, we <gasps> were putting so on like cool. battle That's music amazing. when we got into a fight and stuff. It was so cool. And the fact that it was all alien based was just like, you know, kiss your fingertips style. Mm. Yeah, I loved it. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so in. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll, we'll try and set it up sometime. Well, Great. like we said. We're in quarantine, so that schedule is I mean, <laughs> yeah, you guys free you. Now, so. Yeah, I, I might have to pause whatever I'm Netflixing, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, I think an alien RPG is definitely in our future. Whether or not the audience gets to hear it, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe well, let we'll us see know if we survive. If, if that's something you're really into or whatever the case may be. But we're... Yeah, I survived my campaign, but not unscathed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I lost a leg. Oh! oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who would like to take us out? I'm going to I'm gonna pick somebody if somebody doesn't volunteer. Ariel's like, <laughs> class. 
Me? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ariel, take us out. All right. um, You've been listening to another episode of The Zombie Girls. If you're looking for something to keep you company in these dark times, remember to take a look at our streaming pick and our ZGBG. And remember to review us on iTunes. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Matilda has a visitor. I read that as I have a vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, congratulations, don't we all? (laughs) Really? I know that doesn't make sense. Sex of isolation. (laughs) Okay. Wait, hold on. Oh! oh. Is that a a descendant of Chubbs? Yeah, I think that's spawn of Chubbs. So cute. Look at that tail. It's so floofy. I know. He's adorable. When I was home in early February... You know, my dad has set up like a million bird feeders and bird baths and little houses for the squirrels. Mm-hmm. And um, he feeds them every day and they come and like stand at the window like the squirrel is doing like, hey, yep, where's my food? <laughs> Give me my food. But the last time I was home, there were also, I don't know, squirrels going into early spring mating se- season because they were in the little house just like going at it, staring directly at me through the window. Oh my god, no one will let you alone. I have never <laughs> once seen squirrels having sex before. <laughs> I know, Rachel, you said Ariel is the like living embodiment of Mercury in retrograde. Maybe it's Viagra. I would say like yeah. Spanish fly or something. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I think I like that less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes your life harder for sure. Wait. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. Oh,